Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, October 16, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have what's called a bounce back situation after a two-day pullback last week where traders, investors, mediaites, talking heads, pundits were convincing themselves that the market was once again falling apart. We knew a little bit different. We had something in our back pocket, at least from a knowledge standpoint. We had the annual solar eclipse, also known as a tinfoil hat event. A lot of times markets will trade down or up into these events. Earlier last week, it looked like we might be trading up into the event. They had a two-day pullback. You wake up Monday morning to a gap higher open, and then it was at what's called a gap and go, which leaves the daily chart in a familiar position, eating time off the clock in this range. It's a large range, but they're still eating time off the clock, and they've come back to the recent high area. What does that tell us? Under normal garden variety market conditions, it tells us their intent to get up to the convergence of the 150-day moving average, including filling the gap at 438.60. That's the blue line running across the screen. Doesn't mean that's where the market has to stop going up. That means it would be a near-term objective. Now, what are we in this week is called regular way options expiration week i know options expire every day every week every five minutes whatever it is but from the old school perspective this is regular way options expiration week where weird things do happen you have a war in the middle east i'm sure plenty of traders investors pundits all kinds of people related to the financial markets we're thinking about a collapse on Monday, a big gap down. The situation over there is going to get worse. I think everybody can agree on that. But all of a sudden, you have the opposite effect. Is it because of the tinfoil hat event? Or is it because most people are wrong most of the time? It's probably a combination of both. Let's take a look around at a couple of different charts Let's go up a time frame or two. Let's go down a few times just to get a big picture perspective of what's going on from a bunch of different angles. The weekly chart, and we don't need this line anymore. That's the gap. This weekly chart is headed to where? It's headed to one of two places or both to run a test from underneath the 20 period moving average and or run a test of the breakdown candle high that exists above that price right around 443, 442 in that general neighborhood. Might want to write this one down, put it on a sticky note. 442.25 is an important number in its own right. I would jot that one down. And if you find Mrs. Market at 442.25A, as she approaches it, it's magnetic. And B, it should provide overhead resistance at minimum from an intraday and or intro week perspective we're looking at a weekly chart this is an important number from a longer time frame put it on a sticky note 
Going the other direction, does the four-hour chart tell us anything different than the daily chart or any other chart for that matter? Not really. You have a dipsy-doodle last week into Friday, right back above towards the highs, same routine as the daily chart. You have a different convergence of moving averages above current price on this chart. It's the 200-day and the 100-period moving average, not 200-day, 200-period. Those type of things tend to be magnetic. Price gets drawn in as they get closer. You have the same routine on the daily chart, same routine on the four-hour chart, different moving averages of note, puzzle piece, it's on the table. What about the two-hour chart? You're eating time off the clock. Forget the dipsy doodle. This is essentially a bullish type of situation, getting ready to make another move higher when price is ready, when Mrs. Market is ready to where? Well, you have a 200 period on the two-hour chart hovering above current price. It will become magnetic as price begins to move up if she does. On the flip side, take this two-hour chart, for example. We can use the low of this break-up candle being 433.57 as a bogey. Get below that low, which also happens to be today's low. Below that opens the door into no man's land and then there's a gap down here that will eventually be filled. It doesn't mean it has to happen tomorrow, but eventually they'll fill the gap. It just depends on whether or not they want to do it before moving higher or after they move higher. Going down to a one hour chart, you take today's activity and you see a big time flagpole from Friday's close and they're eating time off the clock in what can be determined as a bullish flaggish type of pattern forgetting the dipsy doodle this is a test candle this afternoon they run a test get out of there quickly that's a bullish move right back above that 200 period moving average is the last moving average line of defense on the hourly chart this is a bullish chart hitting the highs building energy to run through the highs that's the interpretation until proven otherwise what about inside the numbers? Did anybody make any money today inside the numbers? And the short answer is in the live trading room and inside the numbers, we certainly did. There are generally an opportunity or two during the morning rush that we can take advantage of. Today was no different. We had some early numbers on the board, but what happened in the pre-market is the thieves showed up with the getaway car they started buying up the market as they started getting closer to the opening bell. So they started going towards 434.40. So above this stuff didn't make any difference by the time the opening bell happened because the next magnetic place was 434.40 should draw price in. We have a flip side situation, but let's get to what happened right around the opening bell what was the deal this morning you could see here at 850 here come the thieves in the morning heading right for the magnetic 434.40 we have some stuff above we'll cover that a little bit later so let's take a look at 915 what's the deal heading towards 434.40 it's magnetic and overhead resistance it's the beginning of the area we would expect a reaction back down in the other direction if they push through, the next place is 435.20, not that far above. Let's check out what happened. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical, we think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. They opened up, they ran right up to the spot, punched through a little bit, 
about halfway home in between that and the next number, which is called a midpoint. It's a little hidden secret. And what did they do? They pulled back. They gave us the trade. They ate time off the clock and they went up later. So we got a base hit out of it. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. We never know which ones are going to give us the rocket ride or the extended move. We didn't know at the time that they would or would not come all the way down to fill the gap, halfway home, a little bit lower. We just don't know. That's why we pocket a base hit. We don't let the rest go bad on us. We treat it as a process. It's mechanical. We do it each and every day inside the numbers and the live room. That was a base hit. When they went up later, that's fine. All posted before the opening bell. We also knew that 434.40 became our pivot. We could tell that by how the market treated it, what the price action was around 434.40 during the morning session. It became the pivot. What does a pivot mean? It means below the pivot is the bear case for a pullback or lower prices. Above the pivot means it's the bull case for higher prices, a furtherance of the rally. You could see 434.40. I've changed it to green. That's what we do in the live room. That's the pivot. Above is bullish for another run. So we did have some traders that hopped on, took a ride. It's not the easiest trade in the book, but it is available. And then look what happened where they ran a test to later in the day, in the early part of the afternoon, they came back to run a test of what? The pivot. That definitely gets a funny how that works. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. All the numbers we need. Everything you need to affect the rush hour morning trading opportunities and beyond. We only had one stock on the move opportunity today on the board. It was the trade desk. It did not hit its objective or entry objective. Therefore, it's a no trade. It's off the board. They will, however, begin to come fast and furious, A, as the week goes on, and B, over the next several weeks, plenty of S&P companies and more reporting earnings this week. Monday's just a little light, but we're still at the front end of earnings season. What's going on over in Camp IWM? A little bit of a bounce today. Relative strength against the S&P, but this one is much more oversold, including against the S&P last week over the last couple of days. This one is in a downtrend. This is a bounce in a downtrend. There's still an active head and shoulders formation with a target that has not yet been reached down around 164 and change. There's not much below these lows other than that target around 164. There's a couple of other pivots down here, but they've pretty much exhausted all the necessary support areas on the way down. This is a bounce in a downtrend, nothing more, nothing less. That will change if they can start closing candles above 176, 177 area. They can begin to catch some kind of another or secondary bid. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Also relative strength against the S&P. So keep this in mind. My two favorite market leading indicators are what? Number one is the IWM. Number two is the transport. So the folks down at the transportation department, they're also my favorite canary in the coal mine. What did they do today? Other than an early morning relentless run higher. Watch this. 
we were watching this in the live trading room today and it was pretty unbelievable the type of move. Almost zero pullbacks in the first hour straight up and look where they went. So we go back to the daily chart and what they basically did is ran a test of the breakdown candle high from Thursday of last week and pulled right back. All markets, all charts act and react the same way. You just don't know where they're headed before the market gets going each and every day. But as this one was going, what were the odds that they were going to blow through that breakdown candle high? Well, the odds are slim to none in terms of a first-time, best-time situation. But getting there in the hurry formation that they did was quite the scene to watch. Canary in the coal mine. Stretch it out a little bit. Weekly chart. What's this doing? Well, it's hovering over this convergence of moving averages. They're still running sideways for about four weeks now until they break the chain. How do they break the chain? Get back above the 20 period moving average. Then the trend will become your friend. They'll be above all the moving averages. And this will have been a bona fide pullback in an uptrend. We treat each chart independent of one another. How about the Q people? Look at the weekly chart. We'll start with that. So first, you have a wedge pattern. That can result in an ensuing move to the downside. But, and there's always a but, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. That would be the dominant thing. She is above all the moving averages, but this is Monday, and this is a weekly chart. You have no idea where they're going to be over the next four days. Going back to the weekly chart, above all the moving averages on the daily chart, and guess what? The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. On this chart, you have an interesting scenario. You have a high, a lower high, lower high, lower high, lower high. So you have a series of lower highs, but also of late, you have a low, a higher low, higher low. So you have lower highs, higher lows. It is creating what's called a triangle formation. It's not going to come to the apex anytime soon. It's just for informational purposes. Until what? Until she breaks the chain. This is where the part art form and part science come in. It's not a great triangle pattern, but it's something that we can watch the apex is way out here so it doesn't really matter but in this channel you could at least see where support and resistance may come in they get above the high or this trend line the upper trend line and it does what you got it it breaks the chain using the monthly chart we can get a different lesson going you have a high you have a lower high you have a breakdown candle high on the monthly chart the high is 380.83 so what we do know is if she gets above 380.83 on monthly close, that would be a bullish development. If she's up there, is she just running a test of that place or is she up there to bust it through? We won't know until she gets there. We won't know until she closes a month above. However, once she is, if she's up there, what we do know is there should be bona fide overhead resistance up there, at least from a short-term perspective. There's always a lesson to be learned on each and every chart. How about the financials? Decent day today for the financials, up 1% in the XLF, headed to where? The likely scenario is they're working on this breakdown candle high, 
3369 right above that is a pretty big convergence of three moving averages 200 period 100 period 50 period $34.3385 to $34 a spike above $34 that will be bona fide overhead resistance at least from an intraday perspective if not for a few days Smash Mouth also getting a lift or rally rising tide lifts all boats. Everything was up today, so everything was up today. Decent down day on Friday, half a bounce back today. This is either a retracement of a breakdown candle high, or they're going to recapture the high and stay above all these moving averages. Time will tell. Getting above this high, which happens to be 152.63, That will be a bullish development for another push higher. All charts act and react the same way. What I will notice is the volume today was slightly, very slightly above Friday's volume. That's a bullish development. That means, in logical terms, there were slightly more buyers today than there were sellers on Friday in the bounce back situation. That can't be a negative, but it doesn't have to mean price rises higher. It's just one of the ways that I use volume among others. So figuring, bring it to the forefront, you might learn something. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.